section five of the spirit of place and other essays this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen the spirit of place and other essays by alice Minnell, july one has the leisure of july for perceiving all the differences of the green of leaves it is no longer a difference in degrees of maturity for all the trees have darkened to their final tone and stand in their differences of character and not of mere date almost all the green is gray not sad and not dull it has a darkened and a daily color in majestic but not obvious harmony with dark gray skies and might look to inconstant eyes as prosaic after spring as eleven o'clock looks after the dawn gravity is the word not solemnity as towards evening nor menace as at night the daylight trees of july are signs of common beauty common freshness and a mystery familiar and abiding as night and day in childhood we all have a more exalted sense of dawn and summer sunrise than we ever fully retain or quite recover and also a far higher sensibility for april and april evenings a heartache for them which in riper years is gradually and irretrievably consoled but on the other hand childhood has so quickly learned to find daily things tedious and familiar things importunate that it has no great delight in the mere middle of the day and feels weariness of the summer that has ceased to change visibly the poetry of mere day and of late summer becomes perceptible to mature eyes that have long ceased to be sated have taken leave of weariness and cannot now find anything in nature too familiar eyes which have indeed lost sight of the further awe of midsummer daybreak and no longer see so much of the past in april twilight as they saw when they had no past but which look freshly at the dailiness of green summer of early afternoon of every sky of any form that comes to pass and of the darkened elms not unbeloved is this serious tree the elm with its leaf sitting close unthrilled its stature gives it a dark gold head when it looks alone to the late sun but if one could go by all the woods across all the old forests that are now meadowlands set with trees and could walk a county gathering trees of a single kind in the mind as one walks a garden collecting flowers of a single kind in the hand would not the harvest be a harvest of poplars a veritable passion for poplars is a most intelligible passion the eyes do gather them far and near on a whole day's journey not one is unperceived even though great timber should be passed and hillsides dense and deep with trees the fancy makes a poplar day of it immediately the country looks alive with signals for the poplars everywhere reply to the glance the woods may be all various but the poplars are separate all their many kinds and aspens their kin must be counted with them shake themselves perpetually free of the motionless forest it is easy to gather them glances scent 
into the far distant pay them a flash of recognition of their gentle flashes and as you journey you are suddenly aware of them close by light and the breezes are as quick as the eyes of a poplar lover to find the willing tree that dances to be seen no lurking for them no reluctance one could never make for oneself an oak day so well the oaks would wait to be found and many would be missed from the gathering but the poplars are alert enough for a traveller by express they have an alarum aloft and do not sleep from within some little grove of other trees a single poplar makes a slight sign or a long row of poplars suddenly sweep the wind they are salient everywhere and full of replies they are as fresh as streams it is difficult to realize a drought where there are many poplars and yet their green is not rich the coolest have a color much mingled with a cloud gray it does but need fresh and simple eyes to recognize their unfaded life when the other trees grow dark and keep still the poplar and the aspen do not darken or hardly and the deepest summer will not find a day in which they do not keep awake no waters are so vigilant even where a lake is bare to the wind when keats said of his diane that she fastened up her hair with fingers cool as aspen leaves he knew the coolest thing in the world it is a coolness of colour as well as of a leaf which the breeze takes on both sides the greenish and the greyish the poplar green has no glows no gold it is an austere colour as little rich as the colour of willows and less silvery than theirs the sun can hardly gild it but he can shine between poplars and aspens let the sun through with the wind you may have the sky sprinkled through them in high midsummer when all the woods are close sending your fancy poplar gathering then you ensnare wild trees beating with life no fisher's net ever took such glancing fishes nor did the net of a constellation's shape ever enclose more vibrating pleiades end of section five